Just one sec, guys. Here's the espresso I made for you. Wow, Lee, so excited to try out your espresso. Who's that? What's up? What are you guys doing? I was just making a nice espresso. Would you like... No, Lee. You'll all have to try Death Wish coffee. Kurt, isn't that the world's strongest coffee? Fuck yes, it is. Oh, man. It tastes great. Just explosion of flavor in my mouth. When I try Death Wish coffee, it feels like Jesus Christ himself washing down my throat. But, Kurt, this is a lot of coffee. You must have spent a ton of money on it. And not just American dollars, but Canadian money. Fuck, no, I didn't. I used coupon code 3 Greeners and I got 10% off. You can too! <gasps> In a world of lame, nerdy podcasts, one, no three, and maybe sometimes more nerds, will rise to the challenge. We hold these studios accountable. We celebrate the amazing feats of cinema. We sometimes rage out. We are the Three Angry Nerds Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Three Angry Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Curtis. With me, as always, we have Adam. How's it going, Adam? Oh, good. You know, thank you for being here. Thank you for bestowing this award upon me. I'd, I'd be happy to accept it. I'd like to thank my friends and family for getting me here. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oscars, right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thanks. Yes, yes, the four or five hour event all of us are dying to watch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I saw that, like, Nightmare Alley was up for Best Picture, and I'm like, what the fuck are you guys smoking? That movie sucked. So. <laughs> you know what? Like, I just watched that, like, last night because I, I'm like, oh, okay, I guess this is a big one nominated. And I was like, oh. I don't really know why that was nominated, but... Oh, it's an awful movie. I don't know why people keep saying it's a great movie. I'm like, what? Like, did we watch yeah. the same movie? Did you watch the, the Snyder Cut of that movie? Like, I'm confused. <laughs> I mean, I will say it was better than Shape of Water, but it's not saying much. I actually like Shape of Water more, but... Yeah. Oh. <laughs> but I get oh. it. I get it. I get it. For sure. Um, but yeah. That movie probably won't win Best Picture. If it does, I'm just going to walk off a cliff. I'm going to be like, I don't... Uh, cinema's dead. Die. Cinema is dead. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Also with us, as always, is Katie. How's it going, Katie? Good. I am nervous because I have a test tomorrow, but otherwise... Good. Are Life you, goes on. Are you rooting for West Side Story at the Oscars this year? Yes. Oh my god, yeah. They, uh, they I saw that they originally did, didn't invite the main star, and then they were like, yeah, you can come, but you can be a presenter. It was very weird. Oh, that's kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe her invite got lost in the mail. Who knows? I think it's because she's filming. Ah. Uh, that could be why. And then round out the cast today is spark how's it going spark i'm good. hoping will smith finally gets an oscar and uh otherwise enjoying my sunday yeah this is true because king richard was a pretty good movie you know what if he won for that i would not be upset about that i'm personally rooting for belfast even though i don't think it's the most exciting movie compared to some of these other ones but i just i really like that movie so i hope it wins something Anything. 
best soundtrack. Who cares? Let's give it something. <laughs> uh, at least not here. Uh, he's out noodling in the wilds of Oklahoma. So, you know, you see <laughs> a very big, bald man with a catfish around his arm. That's Lee. So, shout out to him. Be like, hey, Lee. Um, yeah, we're three hundreds. We're here every week to talk about movie news that matters. We have other podcasts on three hundreds network, including three Greek gamers, where we'll have reviews up for Ghostwire Tokyo and Kirby and the Forgotten City, uh, Trouble the Horror Movie podcast, a Friday Night Dare podcast, and there's some love spoiler cast. And first Friday, let's get on with the news. Big news this week: Nova. The Nova, the big space cop Marvel property that everyone wants. It's finally heading to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But uh, not only that, we have a writer attached, and it's the writer for Moon Knight, uh, Sabir Perzada. So he's working on that. And, uh, I mean, not everyone here has seen Moon Knight, but two of us have. Uh, We're not allowed to talk about it in depth yet, but I would say... I approve of this. This is solid. Solid uh, writer attached. Would you agree, Adam? Yeah, I I don't know much about Nova um, or kind of the backstory of that character. But um, from what I've seen of Moon Knight, I mean, I think the writing is, you know, the writing's pretty good. Um, um, And a bit, uh, it's a bit fresh, too, and new from what kind of Marvel has traditionally done. So... I think mm. they kind of go the same kind of style. I, yeah, I think this could be an interesting project. Yeah. Uh, I guess, I'm assuming this will be Disney Plus uh, series or something in the same way. Or They've said it's just a project, so could be movie, could be a series. Honestly, I'm also like, where are we going to start getting just some Disney Plus Marvel movies? Like, I'm fine with that, too. You want to, like, yeah. make a two-and-a-half, two-hour-long movie, just put it straight on Disney Plus? I'd be fine with that, too. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. What about you, Sparky? Are you excited to see Nova? Or you're like, yeah. Yeah, I don't care too much about that. But, <laughs> uh, you know, just as, as long as it doesn't get in the way of Morbius this weekend, we'll be ready. <laughs> <laughs> I think the director of that movie is getting in the way of his own movie. We'll talk about that later. But um... Yeah, I saw that, but I didn't see it. And I will not listen nothing will get in my way we're not going to spoil anything but yeah let's just say if let's just say if you gave the director of morbius a gun he would be shooting himself in the foot because yeah it's just hilarious facts but i'm still gonna walk away when we talk about it (laughs) uh dr strange in the multiverse of madness apparently has a mammoth runtime and it's apparently two hours and 28 minutes which i'm like uh I think Bat- the Batman was longer, so is it really that big? Two hours and twenty eight minutes. That's that's don't get me wrong, that's a long movie, but that's not the Batman. That's that's not even endgame levels. Like, come on bro. You can flex. Strange, you can flex. Um but Exciting. Yeah, maybe maybe Mammoth is a bit of like a clickbait type of <laughs> type of type. <laughs> Click here to find oh, out yeah. when you should go to the washroom when you see Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Spoilers before the movie starts and at the end. Um, yeah. And Katie, you must be happy. That's like two and a half hours of Benedict. Very excited about that. That's a lot Very of Benedict. Pleased. 
I was I thought it would have gone a little longer to be honest. I I guess just like looking at what they're doing with this movie, I was like, you guys can do longer than two hours and twenty eight minutes. But it is what it is. Uh, all right. Uh, James Gunn says more than one character will make their MCU debut in the holiday special. That's that's exciting. Holiday, <laughs> holiday special shaping up to be maybe something more important than we were expecting because I thought it was just going to be a stupid little thing with musical numbers and whatever else. And now James Gunn's like, oh yeah, there's going to be some new characters and I don't know. I, this will presumably this is coming to Disney Plus later this year, I think think unless i'm mistaken but would this be uh because i thought this was like a guardians themed kind of special yes uh, guardian yeah yeah so i uh, guess i guess we'll see some other mcu characters maybe join them for christmas or <laughs> have them all exchange gifts and i just want Thanos to come up but... and he's got like a little tiny gift in his big hands and he's like here you go it'd be funny the avengers they do like a secret santa or something and someone gets like one of the the infinity stones or (laughs) just burns through their head they're like what are you doing this is a terrible (laughs) idea um yeah so that's exciting and you know what it may even just be characters that are not that exciting because it's james gunn he likes to pull random obscure characters that nobody really knows about so I don't know. Maybe, maybe don't get too excited, but still, it's nice to know that it's going to be a bit more than just a holiday special. Um, She-Hulk supposedly not shaping up to be very good due to potential creative issues. I I always laugh a little bit at these clickbaity kind of articles because it's like, oh, this show is not going to be very good. And I'm like, eh, things, things change. People work, people work on stuff, you know? Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. If it comes out and it's bad, it is bad. But, like, don't write off something entirely before we've actually seen it. Like, I don't know. People, people love these kind of clickbaity articles. Um... I've seen people be like, oh, I can't believe it. This movie's going to be garbage or the show's going to be garbage. And I'm like, uh, like, uh, I was reading a thing that said it was supposed to come out actually the same on the release date that was now Miss Marvel, but then they pushed it because unlike Miss Marvel, it needed some time. So I'm like, Hey, you know what? They recognize that they need more time to maybe iron things out. That's cool. It happens. Like, no need to start freaking out over shit, so. Yeah. Seems kind of vague, too, just to say, like, it's not going to be very good. You know? It's like, why? Like, what? The... Yeah. <laughs> what is the reason, or... Like, specifically? What, what yeah. exactly about it is not very good? Yeah. Uh, I guess we'll see. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm not ready to write it off just yet um because yeah i mean sounds like they're maybe doing things to address this anyway so maybe when this person saw the the show or heard about it not being good it was back before they made these reshoots and started changing things so you know who knows uh 
Avatar 2. We're expected to get our first look in uh, at a trailer that's going to be dropping in front of Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. So, oh boy, Avatar 2, baby. Ferngully 3, I don't know. I... Finally. Finally. Yeah. The Return of the Navi. Is this movie going to be in 3D? Because if it's not, I'm going to lull so hard. It's going to be like, the first one everyone was like, <laughs> it's all about the 3D, but nowadays I feel like 3D is not that big of a deal nowadays. Now it seems like, if anything, IMAX is probably the bigger thing that people will go watch movies in, so. It's going to be in 4D, actually. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, it's not going to be 3D, but like, because it's an underwater movie, like, the theater staff are going to come and, like, just drench you with water every so often to fully immerse <laughs> you in the experience of watching Avatar 2. Uh, yeah, we'll see what the trailer shows. I mean, I just don't care anymore. Like, Avatar came out, like, ten years ago, and even then, I don't remember most of that movie. I just remember Stephen Lang was, like, the villain, and there was blue aliens. Like, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right. Uh, Star Wars series that set during the High Republic era reportedly begins pre-production ahead of its June start date. So, yeah, this is the High Republic era. So this is before, like, even the prequels of Star Wars. And uh, I'm like, cool. Let's see how that goes. People say that's good good stuff. I'm like, I haven't seen anything or read anything, so I couldn't tell you, but can't be any worse than is... Book of Boba Fett. <laughs> is is High Republic? Is that like is that the same era as like the old Republic? Or is that like I think so. It's like or maybe even before yeah. that. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Alright. Uh Spark, we're going to be talking about the Morbius suit. I don't know if you want to step away. Alright, I'll be back. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I want to hear spoilers either. I'm not going to mention the spoilers, but I'm just going to mention that the spoilers are out there. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. So, Morbius director Daniel Espinosa, uh, he did an interview about Morbius, and he just went ahead and spoiled most of the movie, as well as the post credit scenes. I'm not going to show the spoilers here because I don't want to be that guy, but it's like, why would you do that? It's such a bizarre thing. And also, too, like, it's Sony. Like, why didn't Sony's HR, or not HR, um, PR people just be like, uh, shut this dude up. <laughs> Daniel, shut up, please. <sighs> Yeah, it's like, why, you know, like, you're supposed to be promoting the movie for people to go and see it, and then, but it's like, you just tell them everything that happens, then, like, yeah. why should they even go see the movie, you know? Yeah. And I don't know if he thought that, like, that was going to work well. I don't know if Sony thought it was going to be a good idea. All I know is that it just backfired so badly on them, and... Yeah, it's just, it's not looking good. Like, it, most people are in the camp of why the fuck did this dude just spoil his own movie? 
so I don't know. I, Especially the post credit scene, like <laughs> Yeah. And I read it just because I was curious and also I'm not usually phased by spoilers like most people are. So like I can get spoiled on something quote unquote and still watch it and enjoy it. So Yeah. Um Yeah, I just I don't know. This was just a really dumb move from a director who I don't know. I, I get the impression he just didn't know what the fuck he was doing. Um, but then I'm also like, why didn't the studio rein him in? Like, we always hear of, like, the Marvel snipers and stuff like that. Like, now if this was, like, a MCU movie, Kevin Feige would be having an aneurysm if somebody spoiled, like, the entire movie and the post credit scenes. Be like, shut the fuck up! <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah. The only thing I can really think of is maybe they thought, like, there is that culture of nerds and geeks in the fandom that, like, love spoilers and kind of love finding out things about the movie beforehand that's not the might that's not the majority of the, the fandom though and i'm like were they just thinking that they were going to appeal to that demographic of people or if so it's like it's just a weird way to go about it either way just yeah. just baffling all around i think everyone's like like this is either the dumbest thing sony's ever done or it's the greatest dumb thing they've ever done but yeah i don't i don't get the marketing strategy if, if yeah. that is if that was one and, and if they wanted to leak it they probably could have found other channels to do that to do that through instead of the director yeah um, like just go to like i don't know some of these big leakers nowadays you'd be like want to hear everything about this movie and then just get them to leak it like what's what's the point of going to someone like the director of being like, yeah, just tell everyone what happens in the movie. It's yeah, it's something all right. Well, I've I've avoided reading it, so I'll, I'll hope trying to go in is without knowing as much as possible. But when we see it next week, yep, <laughs> I'll be more upset. People will spoil Sonic too for me, but Morbius, I'm like, yeah. Uh, Matt Reeves releases a Joker deleted scene from the Batman. That was exciting. Because normally deleted scenes they put on the Blu-rays and they make you buy the Blu-ray or sometimes people leak it. But this one the director was just like, here you go. And uh, yeah. But, yeah, that was a fun surprise. It was. The, I know he said in interviews he had Matt Reeves had kind of talked about this scene. Um, and he, I think he... He did say like we will release it at some point yeah um, and i was i remember that that like website that was kind of like uh te like tease from the movie like the rada alada mm -hmm. um and originally that that website had like a countdown on it and then but then when that countdown like finished it was just all these kind of like little behind the scene images and stuff i was kind of hoping at that point it was like that that it was this scene and that, I kind of think that would have been a better time to release it, but yeah, we just get it kind of randomly, you know. <laughs> um, yeah. so that's cool, too. It's still pretty cool yeah. that they put it out. I mean, I was like, oh, they're definitely going to be like, buy this 4K Blu-ray because it includes the deleted Joker scene. And I'll be like, ah, fuck my life. Mm. But no, they just put it out there. So, yeah. Um, yeah. It's uh, basically just Batman talking to the Joker. 
Yeah. I can kind of see why they cut it, though. I guess it wasn't entirely necessary to the story. I think it also just yeah. slows down the plot of the movie, too. Like, in the context of the actual film. Like, Yeah. Not to say yeah. that it would have been totally bad, but I could see like a scene like this just kind of taking the pace of the movie, just coming to a complete stop because like the movie's going was going pretty well at that point, like moving pretty briskly. So I think if you just shove that scene in there it'd be like, huh? Yeah. But I think part of two, like maybe seeing the Joker like that can maybe kind of detract from the hype of like like Riddler or these other characters. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh, Joker. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. It's also a little weird that Batman's going to Joker, like, like for help in solving a case when, you know, it kind of takes away from the world's greatest detective angle. Well, like, uh, I saw that, like, Matt Reeves mentioned, like, uh, shows like Mindhunter or the movie Manhunter where, like, they kind of go to somebody who's just as evil to like understand that person's mind so i i didn't mm-hmm. mind that i was like okay that's kind of like a cool little real world analog that like sometimes to catch these people you have to like talk to people who understand them so that i yeah. that actually kind of was like oh okay that's kind of cool i mean i didn't think it took took too much away from him being a detective if anything i was like uh, that kind of makes sense you'd be like there's this crazy person you're a crazy person what would this person do next yeah yeah i can see that but he was one ugly ass joker though right yeah yeah he was much more disfigured than i thought he was gonna be and it had like hardly any hair coming out of his head too and yeah i'm i don't know it kind of looked like almost i'm like did he like fall in like in the acid kind of thing and he's like all like burned and like scarred from that or um but then i was reading like I think Matt Reeves talked about it, and he said it was more like like some kind of disease that he was born with or something. Oh, okay. Um, but a very, yeah, much more, I don't know, I'm kind of getting a little burnt out of the kind of, like, grubby, like, disheveled, like, Joker look, and it'd be, I don't know, I, part of me kind of, I don't know, maybe I'd like to see that kind of, like, clean-cut Joker again, you know, more from the comics. Um, but it's... It's, I don't know, it's okay. It definitely looks creepy and, and, and <laughs> like a psychopath, so. My interpretation was that, like, he looked that way because, like, um, Batman just beat the shit out of him and it just made him look that <laughs> ugly. That was my interpretation. Uh-huh. I'm like, I just want, like, a scene where he looks, like, halfway decent and then just Batman beats the shit out of him. That's what he looks like after Batman beats the shit out of him. Yeah. Loses all his teeth. Yeah. Uh, Godzilla vs. Kong sequel to film in Australia later this year. I could care less. Godzilla vs. Kong was... That was a movie, alright. Was it a good movie? Uh, uh, it wasn't gonna be... the best. No. <laughs> they should just get rid of the human characters in those movies. Because that's not what people come for. They come for the cool yeah. shit. Wow. How dare you insult Billy and Alexander Skarsgård? <laughs> I mean, they were the, they were really giving Oscar award winning performances in that movie. You're right. Uh yeah. I'm we're just really like, gonna verse this time. 
<laughs> like, how are they going to up the ante, you know? COVID-19. <laughs> that is a very good question. They did they did King Kong, they did Mothra. Like who <laughs> yeah, who's what's what's next, dude? They did Mecha yeah. Godzilla. Yeah. yeah. Like all in one honestly, they shouldn't have done that. I was like, this seems like a waste to put all of these people in one Yeah. People, you know what I mean, all of these monsters. Yeah. I don't know. It's a good question. They've ran out of all the Godzilla villains that I know, so I'm just like Yeah. Bleh. I mean I'm sure they can think of somebody, but uh I'd be like, I don't know who this is. Okay. Maybe they fight off like an alien invasion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe like no yes. <laughs> I think I remember there was a thing where there was Son of Godzilla to do that, have like a little mini Godzilla, and then they have to fight because they're father and son. It'd be incredibly stupid, but I'd be here for it. Um, Only Murders in the Building Season 2 premieres June 8th on Disney+. Plus. So, Only Murders in the Building. That, you know, that show hit the Disney+, Plus and people were all about that show. Um, so I think people will be excited that it's coming back. I was like, okay, on the show. I was like, yeah, this is, this is entertaining. I, I wasn't that, like, waiting for a season two, but still, it's cool, it's coming. Uh, I, I don't, I don't on the show, unfortunately. All good. Uh, and then, Katie, are you ready for a year-round reality dating series on Netflix? I think they need to calm down. <laughs> I think they're getting ahead of themselves. <laughs> I think Love is Blind just got, like, really successful for them. And they're like, okay, just, like, make, like, 20 of these shows. Because that's what they're doing. Um, yeah, Netflix announced that they're going to be bringing year-round dating, reality dating shows. Um, yeah. and That's, uh, that's wild. I think, I think eventually people are going to get tired of it and then they're still going to be making it and they just don't get it. I just can't wait till they do Love is Blind Vancouver and it's just going to be a bunch of snobby people and it's going to be hilarious to watch. <laughs> be people being like, with your favorite ramen place? Ugh, you suck. Um... Yeah, they did announce Love is Blind has been renewed for seasons 3, 4, and 5, so. Golly. A lot of love, a lot of love is blind out there. <sighs> you know what? I can't say that I'm annoyed with that because I did enjoy the last season quite a bit. Even the first season's pretty good, too. So, bring on Love is Blind. Uh, and we've been watching the ultimatum. Have, aren't, we're not going to review it yet. I think we'll review it next week. But yeah, that's a that's a show that I don't think it's as good as Love Is Blind, but it's still entertaining for different reasons. Cool. All right. Well, let's take a quick break, and then we're gonna review some stuff. We got a lot of stuff to review this week. All right. Back in a bit. Hey, everybody. It's Curtis from the podcast. Letting you know that we're brought to you by Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime's got amazing content such as The Boys, The Expanse, 
The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Goliath, and so much more. Don't have to take our word for it. Go try out a 30-day trial of the service. See if you like it. If you want to stick around, they've got low introductory rates for new users who sign up. And you're going to get a ton of other Amazon Prime benefits. So sign up today and check it out. Thank you for your time. And we're back. All right. Go check out our movie commentary for Batman 89. And our next one is Hot Fuzz. The fuzz is hot. Cool. Let's review some stuff. First off, uh, let's talk about The Lost City, which is a new Paramount movie. And uh, it's coming to us with Channy Tatum and Sandra Bullock. And it's pretty much, if you've ever seen Romancing the Stone, it's kind of a parody of that, but also kind of doing the same thing. Uh, yeah. Spark, did you end up seeing that? I know you were talking about maybe seeing it. No, I didn't get to. Uh, Sabrina took over the weekend, but yeah. I will I will see it this week. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a good, solid movie. I think my main... Uh, issue with it is that like not all of the jokes landed but i'd say like a good 90 percent of the jokes landed with me um and what i appreciated too is that like it is a rom-com but like the rom part of that does feel earned like even like in the beginning of the movie they really do hate each other uh well not really each other i think Chinese tatum's character is like completely in love with her and uh, Sandra Bullock's character is like, just get me out of here. I'm sick of this guy. Um, but they make sh- they make it all feel earned. So when you know they kind of start developing feelings for each other, it doesn't feel completely unwarranted or unearned. Uh, and the movie is hilarious too when it is funny. Like I said, not all the jokes landed with me, but I would say like a good portion of them did. And when they did, I was laughing quite a bit. Um, there were some good solid jokes. Uh, even like side characters like Brad Pitt's character, uh, they make good use of that character kind of just to make things really funny and hilarious. So, um, yeah, I would give the movie a nine out of 10. I really enjoyed it quite a bit. Oh, dang. Yeah. All right. What do we got next? Oh, this movie. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Uh, God, how do you describe this movie? It is, it is a lot of movie. Um, essentially, the movie starts with our character, main character Evelyn. Uh, she works at a laundromat with her husband. She has a daughter who she's kind of estranged with, and she has her father visiting. And essentially, she is kind of going through a little bit of a crisis in her life. Uh, her husband's looking to divorce her. Her daughter doesn't want anything to do with her. And her father's got some awkward estrangement issues. And all around this, uh, she's got some issues with the IRS. So she goes to the IRS and she's like, I got to figure out these issues. And when she gets to the IRS, her husband kind of like, has this weird moment where somebody else takes over his body and tells him, instead of going into the IRS office, go into this closet, you're going to enter the multiverse. And then the movie just goes completely bonkers from there. And bonkers in the best way possible. This is from the directors of Swiss Army Man. So if you ever have seen that movie, 
you know just how crazy they get with their movies. They're called the Daniels. Uh, and this movie definitely makes Swiss Army Man look tame in comparison. There is some weird and wild stuff in this. So because they kind of go into the multiverse, they kind of explore these different realms and different realities of things that can happen. Uh, and what's great is Evelyn can kind of tap into these different versions of herself across the multiverse and tap into their skill set when needed. So, you know, if she wants to learn Kung Fu, uh, she just has to tap into a different element of the multiverse where a version of her knows Kung Fu. But how she has to do this is amazing because she has to do something weird in order to activate these multiverse powers. It's amazing. It's just... And by weird, it's like shoving a trophy up someone's butt or telling somebody that they love them. It's just very bizarre and very strange. And I love this movie. Uh, as the movie kind of goes along to like... There's some really weird sections of the multiverse they show. They show one where uh, humanity is grown up with hot dogs for fingers and they shoot out mustard and ketchup on their fingertips. It's just bizarre. Um, but even as the movie gets really weird and it gets really weird, uh, it never loses focus on like the human subplot of this movie, which is like Evelyn and like trying to basically reconcile her her husband and her family. Uh, by the way, the husband was is played by the actor who played Short Round in uh, Temple of Doom, which I thought was a nice little touch. Cause that guy hasn't acted in a long time, so it's nice to see him back. Um, yeah. So by the end of this movie, I was like. I was crying at certain moments because it was pretty emotional and I was actually surprised at how how much it touched me with its emotional kind of storyline and what they were trying to do with the characters. But also I was laughing quite a bit because the movie is just genuinely bizarre and strange and in the best way possible. Um, I can't think of anything else to give this but a 10 out of 10. Like this movie is probably my favorite movie of the year so far. Um, I just... I I had such a great time watching it and I walked away from it uh, wanting to watch it again, but also like just for a variety of different reasons to like take it all in again and to like appreciate it even more and just be like, did I really see that in a movie? Um, and the answer is probably yes. Okay. Uh, Adam, let's talk about Halo. <laughs> so that probably is not as nuanced as uh <laughs> everything everywhere all at once but uh maybe entertaining what did you think of halo i thought yeah so i guess we watched the first two episodes and i thought you know i thought they were fine like not not great like nothing you know like mind-blowing or groundbreaking but it was it was, was kind of just fine um yeah I thought I don't know. I kind of wish this show had a bigger budget, though, because uh, there were I don't know. Sometimes the CG, a bit of the CGI, or some of the kind of like uh, the way the armor looks and the vehicles. Sometimes it looks a little bit like like a little flimsy, or I don't know, a little cheap. Um, it, yeah, I don't know. I uh, I think I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, just, I don't think it's as good as the games, so... No. 
I will say my major complaint with this is, you know, in the games, Master Chief primarily wears his helmet. And we were told, I think, before the show came out that there was going to be some moments where he takes off his helmet. There's a lot of moments where he takes off his helmet. And I'm like, seriously? Like, yeah. It, it, it's... I, I thought it'd be kind of like the Mandalorian where like he, he, he like doesn't take it off till like the end kind of thing. Yeah, or like very sparse moments, but there is a lot of moments where it's just dude's face and not Master Chief. And I'm like, it was really taking me out of it in a way that I was like, huh. Like, I, I'm not, and here's the thing, I'm not opposed to them showing his face. Like, I'm not opposed to that. That, you know what, like, that's not a terrible idea, but if you're going to do something like that, like you, you need to sprinkle it in. You can't just be like loading in the show. That's about the master chief with a bunch of things with him without his helmet on. And also too, like I've played the games. I even read some of the novels back when I was a teenager. And like those always painted him as being like kind of ugly, like having a lot of cybernetic implants and not being very easy on the eyes. Like mm. he takes his helmet off and he's like this handsome ass dude. And I'm like, no, no, come on. Like, yeah, that, that actually would have been kind of cool if he had a bunch of cybernetics and stuff or yeah. You know, Cause he's supposed to be some like, you know, the super soldier that the government's created and whatever. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it just looks like a normal dude. <laughs> yeah, he does. He doesn't look that uh, interesting. There's a, there's some weird like shots in this in this movie too, though. Or not? Or sorry, in the series, not movie. Um, but like, I know like there was one that was kind of going viral where like, you see a shot of him, uh, like th- like, kind of like kneel down and he like takes his gun off. And like throws it on the ground and then it cuts to a shot of like the rifle like sliding like just mm-hmm. across the sand for no reason and then it cuts back to him like running up against some alien yeah. it's like do we need that shot like in between and 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 the rifle is like completely cgi like not even like a practical rifle mm-hmm. and i don't know there's just weird things that i'm like like why would i don't know just some some of the way it's cut together yeah, so I don't know. I just, I personally kind of found myself kind of questioning, like, what are they going for with this? Um, and like, uh, Master Chief's kind of like rebelling against some people, and I was like, okay, like, that's cool. But I also wanted a bit more of him just being like a standard soldier for a bit before they just go jump into this him kind of defecting story. Mm-hmm. Like, in the first episode, yeah. we get, like, a really cool battle between some Spartans and uh, the Covenant. And then, like, it kind of slows down. Like, there's not that much after that initial battle in the first episode. Um, and I was kind of like, where's that stuff? Like, where's, where's that stuff yeah, that yeah. I've wanted out of a Halo show? Like, I don't care about him talking to some chick about how he killed her mom or something. Like, I, I don't care about that. I care about, like, what's that fight between the Covenant and Master Chief look like? Like, I want to see some more moments of that. They just condensed most of that into, like, a little intro in the first episode, and then they just kind of drop it. So, 
even like on a story level, like I'm pretty disappointed with how they've structured it so far. I mean, they can yeah, all... they yeah, can... both story and action there are kind of lagging because it's. That's what I mean about the budget too. I'm like, I wonder I, because there wasn't like any action in the second episode, and nothing. So I don't know how many like action set pieces they're gonna have. Um, yeah, yeah, and the story where it's like, it's it's kind of too. It's like, why now? Like, why is the super soldier just now like questioning like his orders, you know, and mm-hmm. whether he should be doing this? Like, I mean, surely he's like you know, like rescued or, or killed, like, you know, dozens of people across the galaxy already. Yeah. So it's kind of like, why is this happening now? Yeah. Like it's because it needs to for the show. I guess. Yeah. I just, so. I, watching this show, I'm just like, I don't need any of this. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> Like, yeah, is... I'd ra- I, you know what? Honestly, I'd rather they put all this money and time into improving Halo Infinite and actually giving that game some updates. <laughs> yeah. Maybe some new maps. It's like, what are, instead of, you know, kind of a half-assed game and a subpar show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh, well. <laughs> what do you, you going to give the first two episodes a score of? I, I think I give him probably, I think I'm around a 7 out of 10, but saying that, I feel like if I, like, rewatched these episodes, my score would probably be lower. Um, mm. But, yeah, I'll, I'll say a 7. Yeah, I'll go with a 7 as well. I'm teetering between a 7 and a 6, and I'm going to go with a 7. Uh, yeah. I, I do think they're... The show has potential, and when it is good, it is really good. But it's just there's a lot of moments where you're scratching your head, like, "What am I watching right now?" Uh, and then next up is the Outlaws, which is a new Amazon Prime series. It's actually going to be available on Friday, April first, and essentially, it's a comedy thriller about a bunch of lawbreakers who've kind of been forced together by community service and they kind of have to uh, work together uh, to kind of renovate a community center. Uh, it's got such a great cast too. I mean, you've got uh, some relative unknowns here, but then you also have like people like Stephen Merchant or Christopher Walken. Uh, just a whole host of like recognizable faces kind of mixed in with these newcomers and uh yeah it's uh it was a really just fun show to watch there was a lot of great humor a lot of great uh character moments it got surprisingly serious at times which i was kind of a little bit surprised by uh not to say comedy shows can't get serious but i was just a little surprised when it did get serious because i was like huh you're really going for this but uh all in all uh, I enjoyed the show. I think it, uh, it it's a solid 8 out of 10 for me. I don't think it's uh, nearly as uh, great as it could be, but, you know, still pretty solid all around. Okay. And the last thing for review is going to be Jeff Foxworthy, The Good Old Days, because, you know, what we needed was more Jeff Foxworthy. Not really. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding, but also, uh, 
is Jeff Foxworthy that interesting for most people nowadays? I seen there was like a meme going around of him talking about like, oh, the good old days. If you will, if you got a medal in a sports because you actually did well, and I was like, oh gosh, this is dated. And that kind of encompasses what I did not like about the special. Uh, a lot of the humor just feels a little dated and a little antiquated. Uh, I think like some people's parents or grandparents might like this, but I think like most people our age are probably just going to be like, what is up with this person who seems incredibly dated and not quite up to date with a lot of like things nowadays. Um, yeah. Like when it was funny, there were some solid moments where it was funny, but I think the rest of the time it just felt a little too dated for me. Uh, so I'm going to give this a six out of 10. All right, let's take a quick break, and then we're going to come back and discuss our movie club this week, which is Liar Liar. All right, back in a bit. Hey, Spark, have you listened to the newest album by Smash Mouth? No, I haven't gotten my copy yet. Oh, man, it's the bomb. Oh, I heard they were going to use this for that new movie with Mike Myers, Shrek. It's okay. I mean, it's no walking on the sun, though. Ah, the ghost! I'm the ghost of What's streaming? You can magically play any song you want. It's pretty cool. In fact, Amazon Music offers a three-month trial for new users to check out its Amazon? Like the website that sells books? Yes! In fact, take a look! What's this? It looks like a remote control, but from the future. It's a device that you can stream on, in fact. Why don't you go to HTTP? So you can try the service for free for one month. If you don't like it, you cannot subscribe at any time. Wow, there's a lot here. Yeah, there is. What's dubstep? Alright, we're back. Uh Lee chose her movie club this week, Liar Liar, and he's not here, so... Okay. Uh, who here watched Liar Liar for movie club? I, uh, I unfortunately couldn't get to it. When I, I realized I only had until today to watch Moon Knight, I kind of took priority. <laughs> I watched Liar Liar. Nice. What'd you think, Katie? I love Jim Carrey. I don't know if I've ever mentioned this. I love him. He is. Is he a Bob or Below Benedict? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think he is top three. Okay. Fair yeah. Enough. Uh, he is just, he gives his all in every performance, and I think it's very admirable. Um, I appreciate him as an actor and as a person. 
And he actually draws so well. Did you guys know that? He is a great illustrator. I did not. He posts those on his Twitter or whatever. He's like, here's Trump or something. Back when Trump was a big thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. What'd you think of uh, Liar Liar? I actually watched this before. I had to watch this for Movie Club. Ah. And um, I enjoyed it again. Completely. It was great. Nice. I think it also like gives light to the fact that like not every lie is a bad thing. Like for example, when he was passing his colleagues, he was trying so hard not to point out the giant pimple. And sometimes you just have to lie your way through that because how else are you gonna navigate that situation? Mm-hmm. Sometimes you gotta tell a little white lie. Yeah, exactly. So I think it also highlights that aspect of adulting. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, what about you, Spark? What'd you think of the movie? Yeah, I mean, I've I've seen this movie like legit twenty to twenty-five times in my lifetime. Uh, <laughs> so I did not watch it this weekend, uh, but I don't need to. I did like watch the trailer just to like remember um but i i agree with everything he's not in my top three but he certainly i i do think is an underappreciated actor certainly appreciated comedically but they don't necessarily shout out his range um and i would have to say uh speaking of committing like him in the bathroom uh just beating his like i'm whipping my ass <laughs> like that. yeah uh it's a, like i i would love to i would i would pay money if if they re-release that movie but included a like behind the scenes or a commentary on that scene mm. um just like how many how many takes did that take and like what did you actually do to yourself versus like fake hollywood uh like I, it's so funny um and then the rose scene when he takes the two payoff and slams it on the wall um i would love for them to tell me that that wasn't scripted mm. and uh he just did it because uh, what a what a great touch yeah but yes well you know i i think this is a top tier jim carrey comedy yeah i mean this is definitely like peak jim carrey for me like rewatching this i'm like yeah this is definitely him at his best i think like especially with the physical comedy stuff uh he does it so well in this uh, even in the moments where he's like trying not to lie and he's like just being very expressive with his face, like it's just so well done. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, too, I was like, oh, Maura Tierney is in this, and uh, she's just very underappreciated as well. She was really great on news radio that show back when it was on. Uh, and yeah, see her pop up in this. I totally forgot that she shows up in this. So when I saw her, I was like, hey, it's more tyranny. Um, um, yeah, I, I feel like she's in a bunch of stuff that I just like, oh, yeah, it's you. But like, I've never known your name. Uh, like, <laughs> she's Mrs. California. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry for The Office. And I was like, I know you. Mm -hmm. You're in a lot. What's your name? Uh, <laughs> like, yeah. but anyway, yes. 
Yeah, because I, I know her most for news radio. It's a show she was on in the 90s. And then I know she was also on ER for quite a bit, too. So That sounds right. I watched ER when I was little, but not after. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I don't know. It's just one of those shows that like, I don't want her. But yes, uh, more is great in that. It, uh, but uh, yeah. I can't think of what else to say about this movie. I mean, it's just it's just funny. It's just a really well-made movie, and it's really funny. And uh, I also do like the fact that, like, the the mom is kind of a piece of shit. Like, when she's, like, dragging the kids around, he's like, oh, what did I do? I just defended somebody who's, like, a real piece of shit. Like, I like that, I like that moment. That was a good moment. Also, shout-out to Jennifer Tilly, as, as always. Truly, uh, wait, was that her as the mom? Uh, she was, uh, yeah, the um, Sarah, okay, something with an S, can't remember what it is. Uh, but yeah, Jennifer Tilly is in it, she's not great. Jennifer Tilly doesn't usually play wholesome characters, I think, due to her voice and and uh, breast size when she got cast in the. 2000, they were like, look, you're either going to be a hooker or someone terrible. Like, well, she could mm. just be a sweet person. Nah. Nah. Also, over and over and over, she played the same kind of person. I did also appreciate the the mom's boyfriend because he did, definitely played, like, the stereotypical stepdad that, like, you know, he's trying. He's not really doing anything that you would hate, but you just kind of hate him anyways. Like, he did a good job of that. I was like, you're like the perfect stepdad because I don't really hate you. I have no reason to hate you, but I just kind of hate you for your pure existence. Well, that's the usually the vibe of the stepdad in movies. Is he's either a huge piece, POS, or he's married to someone that's a POS and isn't doing anything to help. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's never, they've never thought like, what if we just had a stepdad that was just like, what's up, bud? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like there's no conflict. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's the it's the same thing I was talking about with with Jennifer. They didn't they didn't give people a chance to bloom. Yeah. Cool. Well, I think we can give this a score. Whatever, thinking for a score. Um. Oh, like, I don't know, eight, eight and a half, I would say. That's, okay. I yeah, I'll, I'll stick, I'll stick with that. Eight and a half. Okay. What about you, Katie? Uh-oh, Katie fell off the planet again. Okay. <laughs> Darn planet's gravity. Um... Cool. I'll give it an 8 out of 10. I thought it was pretty good. Uh, the only thing that held it back for me was that, yeah, I, I think, like, it, uh, it, some of the jokes got a little repetitive of, like, ah, oh, he can't talk or he can't lie. Oh. There was, like, just a few moments where I was like, okay, this is getting a little tedious, but not a whole lot. But, yeah. Cool. Well, we're going to the Cat Skills next week. We talk about Dirty Dancing, which if you're in the U.S., it's on 
uh, HBO Max here in Canada. It's on Netflix and Crave. So we'll talk about that next week. Until next time, everybody. Bye for now.